0: Hello and welcome to episode 84 of Employment Law Matters. I'm joined today by Gareth Brahams from BDBF. He's the founding partner. And Gareth is speaking shortly at the employment webinars, www.employmentwebinars.co.uk, on sex and maternity discrimination.
1: Welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett.
0: Gareth, can you tell me what the most interesting case you've done over the last few years has been? Good morning.
1: Morning. Well, I've decided to take a very personal response to that. So I'm going to tell you the most interesting case to me was my first case as a qualified employment lawyer, the little-known Asante Against East Surrey Learning Disabilities and Mental Health NHS Trust, snappily named respondent. Claimant was a mental nurse, allegedly slept with one of her patients. My client was a respondent who'd fired him for gross misconduct because of it. As I said, it was my first case. And I thought, if it's all going to be like this, I'm in for a fun career. Anyway, they've not all been like that, but it has been a fun career.
0: Excellent. And in fact, I think BDBF recently celebrated its 10th anniversary. I know I got an invitation to your anniversary party, but I, I did not think I could go. Was that because of lockdown or because I just didn't go?
1: We're coming up for nine years. We were going to do a, We were going to do a celebration for eight years, but obviously that all got trumped by lockdown. But we can have the big 10-year anniversary, Daniel, and you'll be more than
0: welcome to come. Fantastic. So Gareth, what's the most important lesson you've learned over the last nine years, or indeed your whole career? So I would say that it
1: is, when you read about new cases, try and summarise it in your own head down to about a line. Because as a solicitor, and it definitely doesn't apply to barristers, but as solicitors, what you can't remember or say in a line is not worth remembering. And I was one of those lawyers who used to love reading transcript decisions that came out and got very excited every time the law reports came out. And then when I was about seven, eight years qualified, I was in a mediation against one of the top, I'll spare his blushes, but one of the top respondent lawyers at the time still probably one of the top respondent lawyers. And it was a bit of an educational experience. Anyway, I was very excited because I thought one of these abstruse points that I picked up from a judgment through reading it had come up. And so I I started quoting the judgment at him. and And he said to me, Gareth, if you strip it all down, what that case says is, and he literally just summarized it in a line. And then I had a retort, which is, well, that would be contrary to European principles of law. And he said, Gareth, if you want to take this case to the European Court of Justice, be delighted to have the trip. And we'll see you there in five years time, which, of course, was a great response because he was acting for a bank. I was acting for an individual and there was no way we were going to want to spend the money or the time arguing it out in the European court. So there's my summary. If you, if you can't get it down into a line, it's probably not worth saying.
0: Well, I've just had an absolutely fiendish idea, which is I'm now going to put you through a, uh, a quiz, Gareth Brahms, to see if you can condense these judgments down into a line. Let's, let's do three. Uh, Donoghue and Stevenson, summarise it in one line.
1: Uh, you owe a duty of care to your neighbour.
0: British Home Stores and Birchall.
1: <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, okay, unfair dismissal in conduct cases is about having a reasonable investigation, having a reasonable belief in what you have found, and um, having a genuine belief.
0: Perfect. Two out of 2 let Let's see if you can get three out of three. I'm going to give you a really nasty one here. Malcolm and Lewisham Borough Council. Uh, Malcolm and
1: Lewisham, I, I think that case is donkey's years old about disability discrimination, uh, and I can't
0: remember it. <laughs> I think everyone tries to put it out of their head yeah
1: that, that's an unfair one Daniel it is isn't it that was, that was really nasty of me yeah that we now take as given you can ask me about Ozipov in a line if you like go on Ozipov that you can this in reality the same test applies for a detriment as dismissal in whistleblowing cases and you can sue individuals for dismissals in the form of it being a detriment
0: What do you think is the most important development in sex and maternity discrimination, which is the topic you're talking about at www.employmentwebinars.co.uk in recent years, Gareth Brahms? Okay.
1: Well, the short answer is it's actually been quite a quiet area of the law. And the biggest development was a non-development in that there was one of those cases where a claimant lawyer came up with a smart idea, which was to say that shared parental leave should be paid at the same rate as maternity leave, and that's in the cases of Hextall and Alley. And had that argument succeeded, then that would have brought about radical change to the way probably actually would have caused women to be paid less enhanced maternity leave, but theoretically would have also caused men and women to get higher shared parental leave. But the argument failed. And really, apart from that, I don't think there have been big changes in recent times, but there is a potentially big change coming in the offing, which is looked like it is going to come which is the period of protection that employees get when they are on maternity leave if there are redundancies in their area such that they jump the queue and become the first for suitable alternative employment. That period of protection is going to extend from when they're on maternity leave to from the point at which they notify their employer they're pregnant to six months after they return from maternity leave. And if that does happen and the government's indicated it will, that will be a
0: huge change. And I think there's also some talk about extending the limitation periods for sex and indeed all sorts of discrimination claims. Am I right?
1: I think that would be welcome. And it is, yes, that definitely was one of the subjects that was before the Women Equality Select Committee uh, when I appeared before it, yeah.
0: If you could make one change to sex or maternity discrimination, what would it be?
1: Well, I want to apologise to my children for bringing out my inner Tory at this point. I'm normally pretty liberal about these things, but I've always struggled with the idea that women accrue paid annual leave whilst they're on maternity leave. I think it effectively just gives women another five weeks of full pay, which is not reimbursed by the employer through national insurance contributions in the way that maternity leave pay ordinarily is. So if I was going to make a change, rather depressingly, I think that's the change I'd make.
0: What's the one question that you're hoping nobody will ask you on the webinars next month? I'm hoping they do not say to me, as a man,
1: Gareth, how do you know anything about being on maternity leave?
0: That's a challenge for anybody who hasn't yet registered their place on www.employmentwebinars.co.uk. Gareth Brams from BDBF, thank you so much for joining me. And if you don't subscribe to this podcast, please search it up in your podcast store, Employment Law Matters, and send us a review because we like that sort of thing. And of course, if you haven't booked on the 30 webinars, we've got 30 employment law experts speaking on 30 topics throughout March. Do join us. It's your chance to pick some of the best brains in the employment law world, www.employmentwebinars.co.uk. I'm Daniel Barnett. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.